0: Yeah. So, oh, let me redo that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rob. Joe. Is it weird that when I look at you, I automatically or instantly think of the song? Dude looks like a lady. <laughs>
1: you get? Are you serious? <laughs> Wait. Are you serious? <laughs>
0: sorry i don't like you right now oh my gosh (laughs) you like that (laughs) that was amazing i needed to loosen up but it felt like my face was falling off it looked like your face was falling off did it
1: sound like it sure mission accomplished Welcome to Cast
0: Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week we're back with so much stuff to talk about. Boom. Boom. Episode 24. Big 2-4. Creeping our way up, I think. Yeah, very, very close to 25, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Should we have like a big party for the... It's like when you have a 25th birthday, it's a big thing. But should we have like a party or something? It is a big thing. I don't know if we're
1: going to have a party, but we could celebrate a little bit, I guess. Boom. So how's your week been
0: going in this game? Mhm. Hmm, hmm. Week's been going good, man. To be honest with you, I'm I reached my all-time high. Nowhere near your all-time high, but my all-time high of 3421. Boom. Nice. And how about yourself, sir? Oh man, I finally broke 3700. I don't even know what to say to you. I'm at 3725. Like I want to say congratulations, but a part like a part of me wants to say congratulations, <laughs> but a part of me doesn't. <laughs> You know, like you know yeah. what I mean, right? Like you know the feeling that you get when you're like super happy for somebody, but you're also like, how is it even possible? We like, two weeks a, ago, we were at the same <laughs> trophy count. There's a word for that in the English dictionary. It's called Envy. Hmm <laughs> I should have named my deck envy for, should, for this should've. deck spotlight. you should have we could change it.
1: Uh envious boom. Envious boom. Uh-huh. It's good. I love it. Yeah. So uh, as you can tell, we've been having a lot of fun this week in this game. Yeah, we um, have. And we actually had a
0: lot of fun last weekend when we released our episode. Want to tell everybody why? Definitely. So, so this past weekend when we released our episode on Sunday, we also had our very first patron Skype call. Boom! Boom! Yeah, we did. And let me tell you, it was quaint because there was only you. Me and one other person. His name is Lynx. He is in Cast Royale 2. And let me just tell you, that guy is awesome. He's so cool. <laughs> Loved talking to him. Loved getting to know him. It was awesome just talking to the guy and just getting to know a little bit about him. He showed us his command center in, in, his, yeah. in his room. And this guy's got a layout of a this guy's got a layout for his computer like gaming room that is just awesome. Amazing. He's got it like a, pro a gaming center. chair, mm-hmm. dual monitors. He's got like Assassin's Creed flags all over the place. His figurines from his favorite games all his, over the place. Yeah, his gaming memorabilia, which is awesome. Absolutely. We were blown away by it. And not only that, he is super tech savvy. So he actually showed us how to basically like stream our matches. Mm -hmm. on the computer so that when Mm -hmm. we do this next time, we can play people and show people, like, what we're doing, which is really cool. Right. And it'll be cool because
1: next time, hopefully, we'll get a couple more people. And to be fair, we did have some people uh, kindly let us know that they weren't going to be able to make it this time, but they should be able to make it next time. Fingers crossed, though.
0: There is always next time, right? Boom. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this week, we also had our latest TNT, which was kind of... uh, uh, it was interesting because we, we had a plan um, and the plan was to do cards that were four cost or less. And everyone in the Discord and the clans seemed to be in total agreement with that plan. Um, and the tournament started and lo and behold, about, what'd you say, two to three minutes into playing, uh, people were coming back into the Discord and the clan chat and saying that people weren't following the rules.
0: There was absolute havoc. Mm-hmm. People, I, I don't know what it was. This, this TNT, more than any other TNT, we had a bunch of trolls. <laughs> we had people yes. that were just like emote spammers that you had oh, to use. We had ridiculous. people that didn't follow the rules. And like, that's not like who we are, right? Right. And so we sponsored a tournament, Dexologies from Cast Royale 1 sponsored the tournament. And so Dex, thank you so much for sponsoring it. And mm-hmm. normally they go so so well.
1: Yeah, we've definitely had some confusion before, but it's usually sorted out in a couple minutes. And usually it's just people who didn't get the memo about the rules. These people were seemingly disregarding the rules completely.
0: Yeah, and and like per like I think maybe like on purpose. Like I don't know if like somebody got got the info that shouldn't have got the info, and then like passed it out somewhere that like shouldn't have passed it out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean we can't control once somebody gets the the password, we can't control that they keep it a secret. You know, right, but, right, right, right. I mean to be honest with you, while nobody followed mm, a lot of people, some people follow the rules, right? Some people did. But while most people didn't follow the rules, I still did have a lot of fun, even though I did have a lot of angst, to be honest. Like I had like a mix of like anger, angst and like just confusion. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but then yeah. I also had a lot of fun. I mean, I wound up getting second place and I, I did have a lot of fun. But at the same time, I was just like, this TNT did not have the same feel as, like, a normal Cast Royale tourney.
1: No, it didn't, and you're right. Um, what, what we wound up doing, just so everybody knows who didn't get a chance to participate, is we actually wound up switching the theme over uh, as soon as we figured out what was going on to a Bring Your Best deck. Um, and everybody was, like, ready and rare to go once we gave the, uh, the order to march forward, which was fun. So um, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do in the future. I know that we're going to continue to hold these. Um, However, I think we're going to refrain from tweeting out the information. Um, unfortunately, uh, it only takes a select few to mess it up for everybody else. So until we can figure out a, a better system, uh, I think that's probably the best course of action in terms of just communicating the information.
0: Yeah, so we'll still do it in the Discord. We'll still do it in the Clan. So anybody who follows us and is part of that, that community will still be able to join. But yeah, the, the, whole, the whole Twitter thing, mm, <laughs> not so much.
1: Not right now. Um, And if anything, this situation has brought to light a situation with the game um, that both Joe and I uh, 100% agree on, that they should implement some sort of kicking feature or banning feature. And we realized while we were talking about it, that it it almost seems a little weird to have a, a feature like that in the game, because then people could abuse it. You could just kick people out, especially if you're... You know, competing against the people that you're kicking out. However, yep. um, there has to be a way to to handle situations like that or, or make it so that there's certain criteria in, or, in order to uh, enter the tournament.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, there's probably no perfect way to do it. And people are certainly going to disagree with us because like you said, you can kick somebody that's in first place just so that you get first place. Right. But right. to be honest with you, there's got to be a way to do it. And I would have loved to have that ability yesterday when I was facing those people.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. But water under the bridge. Um, lesson learned. And I think that we can't let this knock us down. So we're going to keep going because it's definitely a lot of fun when it does work.
0: I get knocked down, <laughs> but I get up again. And i going to keep down. get knocked down. What?
1: Boom. That was beautiful. I could not do it. So No, I know. I know. I appreciate it. Boom. Um. So, before we get into the main topics, because we do have a lot to talk about, um, do you want to bring up what's going on next week? Ah,
0: yes. So, as everybody knows, I recently got married, and you might also have realized that after I got married, we didn't take a break, right. i.e., we didn't go on our honeymoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instead, we waited a little while, and we're going on our honeymoon to Hawaii Ooh. this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. That being said... Rob and I will be taking a break this upcoming week for just one week oh, while wait. I am in Hawaii mm-hmm. doing some snorkeling, doing some pineapple picking, <laughs> doing some Pearl Harbor wait, swag wait. booming. Wait, what is pineapple picking? Pineapple picking. There's a there's the Dole plantation of pineapples. This is it's, a thing. It's in Hawaii and you can go you like, could... you know, how you can go pumpkin picking. I know you can go apple picking, but well, pineapple you can also picking? go pineapple picking. You're just not doing it in the right spot, man. Wow. Wow. So, get to travel the plantation fields and pick our very own pineapple and then eat it.
1: Boom. Hmm. I like it. I like where you're going, both metaphorically and physically. Well, I try to lead people in that direction all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Good boom uh boom, yeah, so uh we're taking a week off um and we'll be back shortly thereafter um and hopefully Joe will be much more tan yeah, hopefully
0: you burn or, though we're burnt yeah, yeah, you burn, you're like me little the uh, the little bit of Irish in us yeah the 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 small Irish takes over the majority of my skin, I think mm-hmm, yeah, I would agree, but hey, boom, so now that that band-aid's been ripped off,
1: uh how do you feel about? The Graveyard, now that you've had a uh, a handful of days
0: to play some games and hopefully face one. Honestly, like I think I said previously that it was way too overpowered, right? To Mm -hmm. quote myself, I think it was dubbed way too overpowered. That's true. If I had the option to revise what I said, I would not say it's way too overpowered. Okay. I would just say it's very strong. Okay. Leaning towards overpowered. Hmm. I think it's very easily countered with... very specific cards right which we mentioned some of them last week correct correct but i also think that unlike any other card if you capitalize on somebody else's action with this card they lose right (laughs) so like it's a very very strong card and if you can keep it in your back pocket and use it when you need it and not just use it all the time because then Mm -hmm. it's very easily countered Right. But just use it as a surprise. It is devastating. Like it is. You cannot recover from it once it's played and you mess up your your push or like if, if you attack the left side with half of your units and then they play on the right side. Right. Y- your tower is dead. You might as well just forget about it. <laughs> right. Start working on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Just continue your push to the left. It like, It's over. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so one of the decks that I wound up facing with the graveyard um, was a Lava Hound graveyard deck. Hmm. Yeah, and it was extremely intense. And the, I, I, I wound up winning, um, and I think one of the only reasons why I wound up winning was because I had one of the select cards that we had talked about that counters this really well, which would be the Goblins, and now they're level 11, so they're yep. able to stay alive a lot longer. Yep. Um, but... Uh, I also think that the reason why he lost is because he couldn't find a really good time to line up a lava hound and a graveyard at the same time. Yep. You know, at that point with that specific deck, you're you're dealing with a card that costs seven and then a card that costs five. Yep. So you you need to have enough elixir in order to play both of those cards. And I mean, luckily the lava hound usually starts in the back of the arena anyway. So you, you typically would have enough time. I just, you know, I think it's I think you're right. I think it's a very specific type of card so not only do you as the person defending against it have to make sure that you play in such a way that um you know if that card gets dropped you have something to deal with it if you're playing it you need to have the almost the perfect
0: setup in order for it to work yeah no i I completely agree because if your opponent is expecting it it's very very easily countered like it's only not easily countered and extremely devastating when you don't know it's coming and you're not prepared to deal with it right so the way that i would describe it it's kind of like it's kind of like a goblin barrel like if you but it's obviously 10 times stronger right right if, if you <laughs> and no building <laughs> right i mean if you're not prepared to deal with a goblin barrel it does significant damage right yes now multiply that by 10 and you lose done
1: right yep and there's nothing you can do to stop it whereas like a goblin barrel you can zap those guys and they don't come back
0: Right. I mean with this thing, you gotta wait like five seconds, get half of them out, and then zap, but then you still gotta deal with the other half. Yeah, I do have to say though, I'm really appreciating
1: um for the amount of times that I've played it, I'm really appreciating the one second delay of when it starts spitting out skeletons. Oh, for sure. Right? Because for could sure. you
0: imagine if this spell actually like shot them out like immediately? Instantly? Yeah, no, I think that they, they, they were very smart. I'd say they were very strategic in that They, I guess I'm not really telling the truth, right? I was, I was going to say that normally spells are instant anyway, but that's not true. Like if you play a spell, there is a small delay in when you play it versus when it starts to be deployed, right? Right. And some, some delays are longer than others. So, you know, I don't have the card, so I don't know if like when you play it on the battlefield, it's instantly played and then one second delayed, or if there's that delay from the spell and then on top of that, the one second, you know, deployment lag, right? Right. Mhm. I don't yeah. I don't know only because I haven't played it. Right, that's true. I can tell you though that as soon
1: as this thing shows up in the shop, I'm going to buy it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, this is definitely one of the legendary cards
0: that I want. Um and I I really think that it can work well with my deck. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's a fun card that gives you a completely different perspective on how to play the game. So, Mhm. This is totally a good a good thing to have. Watch yeah, we're going to buy it and they're going to nerf it. Well, I would try and argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been done to me before. It so. already happened to you with the minor. That's <laughs> exactly what happened with the minor.
1: Right. So, overall, we like the card even though we think it's a little OP? Yeah,
0: I th- that's a, a good
1: summary. I think so. Um, so, with that said, let's go into the slew of changes that happened uh, while we were editing our last episode. <laughs> let's do it! Yeah. Um, so, we had some balance changes hit the floor um, on November 1st. So there were only a handful of changes that happened in this, in this set of balance changes.
0: Love it. hmm Really, really
1: liking them. Um, the first one is the ice spirit and its freeze duration was decreased to 1.5 seconds from two seconds. What do you think of that?
0: Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like, uh, I, I, don't, like, I honestly, I don't know. Right. Because for me, it's, it's weird. It's a one cost card that does AOE damage and does a freeze for 1.5 seconds. Mm -hmm. Well, can you tell me how that's comparable to a zap that does more AOE damage and stuns for less time, like slightly more AOE damage, but stuns for a third of the time? I still think you're getting way too much value. I think it's a step in the right direction, Mm -hmm. but I think you're getting way too much value for the ice spirit. Um, than what you would get for other cards
1: yeah, that's true. I feel like um, I feel like they could do a little bit more Wait, so so you're saying that they should tone it down a little bit more, yeah, I mean, think it, think
0: about it like this i don 't disagree with you I'm, ju- I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. yeah, I think all. they should have gone down to one second, to be honest with you okay and and I th- the way that I would compare it is we talked about the ice golem the other day, mm-hmm. and we said, hey, when this thing came out, i didn 't really understand why it was. You know, why it didn't do as much damage. And then you were like, well, remember, it's only two cost. And its job is not to do damage. It's to soak up a little bit of damage and then do AoE slow, right? Right. So, like, what is the point of this card? It does more damage, but it does more... It doesn't slow anything down, but it freezes them for 1.5 seconds. That's an eternity for one, for one cost. Especially with a graveyard now in the mix. Yeah, I mean, think... What other card is one cost in the game? Skeletons. Skeletons. You get three of them. They all die in one shot. And mm-hmm. what, who uses them anymore? Not many people know. You're right. Nobody. Because they, they don't give you enough value. Pe- everybody is using this because it gives so much value for a cycle card. Right. It's only one cost. so You could just mm-hmm. use it to cycle. And then it freezes. It's a control card for 1.5 seconds.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm actually wondering if maybe this shouldn't have been... Like, they, they maybe leave the, the 1.5 second duration, but
0: maybe make it cost two Elixir? I completely agree with you. So, if the 1.5, even the two seconds, if right. it costs two Elixir, maybe I see it. Okay. All right, so Joe and I think that it should be two Elixir, so we'll, we'll stick with that. Let's see what happens, because they like to balance their balances. Right, but just to be fair, I do like the Change, right? Like, I, I, I do like the direction of the change. So, I'm not right. being critical of the change. I think it's a good change. No, I agree. I, I'm 100% with you all
1: the way. So, speaking of really high percentages, uh, the next change that we wound up getting was the uh, ice golem getting a death damage increase by 74%.
0: Yeah. So, this was a very specific number. Yeah. Right? I was almost surprised that it didn't say, Seventy three point nine four two one. Right, that's that would be very specific (laughs) because I didn't get it, and then I read the tooltip, and I was like, okay, this makes too much sense. And the the point of it was to increase the the splash damage for when it dies, so -hmm. that when it does die, it kills a swarm of skeletons that are behind it or next to it. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, it's almost weird that it didn't do that, and they didn't catch that before they released this card. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think the, the issue, right, is that before you couldn't really use it to counter the skeleton army. Mm-hmm. So you would throw down a two cost card. It would do the splash damage that it needs to do to the skeletons, but it wouldn't kill them. And then you're still stuck with having to deal with 16 skeleton army skeletons that are coming down to your tower. Right. They died a one hit to everything else except for except for that. So, like, why? <laughs> Yeah, it's a valid point. Um, I don't really know,
1: but I actually really dig this change. This is another one that I can check off the list of ones that I really
0: like. Yeah, no, this this makes total sense to me. So why don't you tell us what happened with the next change? Right. So the next change was to the rage spell. And what they did was they increased the effectiveness of the rage, i.e. the movement and attack speed, to 35%, up from 30%. So in theory, it's a 5% increase, right? I don't know why they didn't just say that. Um, I, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Uh, but I think when they reduced its cost from three to two, mm-hmm. they also reduced its you know, effect from, I think it was 35 to 30.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Did, I don't know if it was the last one either, or if it was the, one, the last time they changed this one or the time before that. Um, didn't they also decrease the duration
0: like of how long it lasts on the field? They, yes, they increased the effectiveness of it, but they decreased the duration. So it was even more of a quick smack in the face. Right. So maybe, maybe all of those changes was a little too much for what's going on with the rage spell in this kind of, this
1: actually, even though, um, even though you and I both criticize a lot where it's, where they make a point to say, you know, we make this change to make it a more compelling choice. I actually think that this is this is a, a balance. That's a step in the right direction for what they did to this card previously.
0: I agree with you, but I don't think 5% is going to make anybody use it any more than they already do. No, not
1: necessarily. I'm just saying it's nice to see them kind of revert back to what they previously changed.
0: Completely agree. So the next change is to the Lumberjack. And to be short and concise, they made the rage effect from the Lumberjack Match the rage effect that we just talked about (laughs) for the exact same reason. And they need to make sure that it's consistent with that rage
1: spell, which so every time they do something to one rage spell, they're almost always going to do it
0: to the Lumberjack's rage spell. Right. And that makes sense to me, right? Like they're not, it would never make sense that the Lumberjack's rage, especially when he's drinking a bottle of rage, is any different than the regular rage. (laughs) Right. Which also, which, which kind of makes me wonder
1: how they can make. And Ice Spirit's freeze different than a regular freeze. Well. Like, why would they do it there? I get the, the huge difference in cost of the cards, but, like, why
0: would they do it for one spell and not another? Well, to be fair, the, the, the freeze spell impacts a larger area, right? Mm-hmm. It does no damage at all. I mean, it's, it's a different... It's a different style. Oh uh, yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Right, like the the lumberjack is a troop, but the rage is exactly the same. Right. Like the f the, in theory the freeze is the same, it's just lesser because you can't do damage and be a troop and, you know, affect movement of other troops and do AoE splash damage. <laughs> right, no, that's true. I guess the only way that they can
1: get away from um doing the same change to the the lumberjack and the regular rage spell is to like Like you said, like just decrease the uh, area of effect. Exactly. You know, so I guess that makes sense. Um, And then the last change, which is probably my most favorite, is the change to the Inferno Tower where they took the hit points and decreased it by 6%. Love, love, love (laughs) this change. Because we hate, hate, hate the Inferno Tower.
0: Yeah, man. It's just like the Inferno Tower is such a freebie. It really is, especially if you're playing with cards that are, quote-unquote, big guys, as they say. Right. And in in the past, big guy decks used to be very difficult to beat if you ran a lower-cost deck, right? Mm -hmm. So you had to strategically play faster, more fast than the opponent could react, right? Because you would take advantage of the fact that their cards cost more. Right, But... In the current meta, because the Inferno Tower is so effective, you can play a low-cost deck that cycles very quickly, kind of be strategic and outplay your opponent, but you also don't have to outplay your opponent. And you can simply just play an Inferno Tower and win the game because it just completely counters the big cards because they can't kill the the tower fast enough. Yeah, that's true. And I I think that having
1: the Inferno Tower where it quote-unquote was... Like they said, it's making using decks that have large units like that less appealing. So by, I don't know if it would, obviously it wouldn't necessarily be on purpose, but like through no fault of their own, just the way that the meta was working, it it made everybody kind of be like, um, I'm just going to make a quick deck instead. Like I'm not going to make giant decks. There's no reason to do that because
0: almost everybody I face has an Inferno Tower. Right. I mean, we've said this before, right? Like, we've said that the current meta is forcing people to go into a quicker deck rotation. We, we did say that, yeah. And it's just apparent. Now, how many times when you play against an Inferno Tower, do you play against it and just wish that your troops had one more second to attack it before it did its crazy immense damage? Oh, almost every time. Right. Now, the 6% reduction in health will make that one hit or two hits. Possible now, mm-hmm. and it gives you more of a chance. If it's all you want, you just want a chance to win the game, right?
1: That's true. And when I'm using, uh, you know, my my variant of Purple Flames deck, when I'm doing, um, when I do my Hog Goblin uh, Princess push, usually when the Inferno Tower comes out, it only takes a couple hits from every one of those units to take that tower out. Especially now with the update that just happened. That's right. So
0: overall, like we always do, how would you rate these balance changes? a minus Hmm. a minus i'm going big here man that's pretty good i think that the the simpleness of them made too much sense (laughs) to not be good yep and i think i don't disagree with any of the changes and if i was somewhat critical i did agree that they were going in the right direction with some changes but i hope to see more right Right, possibly pushing it up to an A, a regular solid A. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, j- I'm just excited to see how this impacts the meta because I think it does balance the game. I don't think it makes anything overpowered.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I actually think that I'm going to completely agree with you this time. Ooh. I think I'm going to give them an A minus two. I think that they're really well done balance changes. Like you said, they're just kind of sprinkled in, they tweaked a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also, we have more cards coming. That we'll talk about later, but we have more cards coming. So we don't know what the effect of those cards are going to be towards the meta. And who knows, maybe they only changed a few select things like this
0: because of what's to come. I completely agree. But I just want to point out that you used the word sprinkled in. Yeah. And that's how they should do balance changes. They shouldn't do balance changes that just absolutely destroy metas. Right. They should create new metas by like planting the seed and just like letting it grow.
1: Right, and the best way, honestly, to do that is to do these little incremental changes like this or introduce a card that completely adds a new type of mechanic or play style to the game, like the graveyard. Boom. Right? I think we pretty much nailed those changes on the head right there. Nailed it. <laughs> um. So, aside from the balance changes, we also got a pretty big game update that happened Uh. Virtually the same exact time. Yeah, we did. Right? Um, so you want to go through some of these? Because what do you think of this update? So can I just tell you?
0: hmm You can always tell me. One of the four new cards? hmm We couldn't have called it. <laughs> we couldn't have called it better. I
1: almost, I, I don't even know how it's possible, but I almost forgot. Like, we
0: called our yeah. episode log nado yeah and then the next day they release a picture of a tornado was it the next day i think it was the next couple days but okay. either way it's the same uh, week fine same week of a tornado with logs flying around it and instead of a cow flying in the in the top of it there's a pig yeah of course there's still a farm animal so What's going on here? I
1: don't know, but I tweeted at Clash Royale and I was actually really upset that they didn't tweet us back because they could have just said something funny. It's not like I was accusing them of anything. Right. There's, there's no way that, that like, you know, whatever. But I, I pretty much said, um, you know, I, I know we're really good at predicting things, but this is way too on the money thoughts. And I sent them a picture of our logo or the, the episode header, and then the picture of their tornado. And dude. It's so similar to the
0: card that we came up. With. I know I, I, I couldn't believe it. I still cannot believe it. And I can't wait for it to come out. It's a three second damage over time epic spell, right? That costs yes. three elixir to play. Mm-hmm. And it has a very wide radius. And while damaging over three seconds, it also pulls in everything around it to the center. So it kind of like groups things up. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is going to make AOE decks awesome. Yes, it's also going to make
1: decks that have a fireball and a rocket awesome. Even though they're probably already awesome, it's going
0: to elevate them a lot. I agree. You want to know what else it's going to be awesome for? Hmm. It is going to be amazing, absolutely amazing, to use this card to offset your opponent's push. And what I mean by that is sometimes your opponent will put cards at the center of their map so that they they move into one direction or another direction, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think and, I know where you're going with this. And you can split them up so that they're not effective. Right. You can oh. move one of those cards from the middle to the left lane or to the right lane. <laughs>
1: That's true. You could also like you were saying move them to one from one lane to the other. You can do it for a different reason. You can do it cuz you just want to put them in the other lane cuz that's where you're not going.
0: Right. Or if you're attacking, like let's just say you, you run your hog rider combo and you notice that they're always putting their musketeer into the middle of the map, mhm. You can queue up just like you would queue up a log, right? Or you'd queue up a, a zap. Right. Just queue up the tornado and move everything out of your th- th- move everything out of your hog's way. Even if barbarians are dropped in front of your hog rider, you just m- pull the tornado and move the
1: things away. Right. I'm, I'm really curious cause it, it obviously wouldn't cause so, so the, the card's tool tip is drags enemy troops to the center of the tornado while dealing damage over time doesn't affect buildings. So this technically affects all types of troops, right? This affects giants Everything. and little skeletons and minions. So flying as well. Everything. It's crazy. I wonder if three seconds is enough or if it's too much. Well, you don't know how quickly it moves them into the center. That's true. But even if it did move it very quickly, which I'm assuming it does, does it move them? Like, is three seconds long enough for it to, like, make a huge impact? Like, I'm
0: wondering if it should be five seconds. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just no, That's a good question. But let me counter you with this. Mm-hmm. How often does a log offsetting for like 0.5 seconds or a zap offsetting for 0.5 seconds make a huge difference? Pretty often. I would argue that the pushback from the log and the increased damage and everything else that it has now, offsetting, it it doesn't offset very far, right? Maybe a tile or two? But it is significant when you're trying to fight against it.
1: Yes, sir, I completely agree.
0: Um, Hmm. I'm really looking forward to this card. Mainly because we called it. Boom. Yep. So we'll see when it, you know, finally gets released. And then they're releasing three more after that. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about them a little bit more as they come out. So, boom, we should speak to the leaks that came out a couple of days ago.
1: Right. Did you see those? What leaks? There were leaks from some studio that showed some of the cards that were going to be coming out. One of them, of course, was the tornado. But another one was like a super amped up version of barbarians that cost six instead of five. Then one of them was a card that when it landed on the ground, it did something to uh, the troops around it. So, like, kind of like a a battle cry. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the other one was, but... Oh, uh, one of them was, uh, 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 like, a potion that duplicates troops.
0: Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I read something about that. Like, it it duplicates the troops around, like, a, a specific area that do the same damage, but, like, have very little health. So, like, they can get killed simply, but if you don't kill them, they... They destroy you. Exactly. So uh, totally looking forward to not being surprised when all these come out now. Yeah.
1: But, you know, <laughs> they could be rumors. They could be real. Who knows? We'll see. Well, hope for real because I like all of them. Boom. Mm-hmm. So we also got, aside from a new card and three other new cards that are coming, um, some special event challenges. So this is a, this is a new type of challenge. Um, and the first one is free for everyone to join in
0: on. And I believe it starts... This week, right? The beginning of November? November 4th. hmm And it's pretty cool because, th- th- to be honest with you, it's kind of like the challenge, right? Yeah. The difference, though, is that you don't get to pick your deck. Right. Instead, when you play, you get random decks every game, and your opponent also gets random decks every game. So you can either probably get very lucky or very unlucky. Right. So one of the things that I actually learned, and one of, uh, one of our elders
1: told us this, I believe it was Tracor, um, that the decks are pre-made up to six cards, and then the last two are completely random. Boom. So that's going to be a ton of fun. Does this feature remind you of any other feature from any other
0: game we usually talk about? Uh, I don't know, but I'm just going to say Hearthstone. Yeah.
1: Do you know what part of Hearthstone? We talked, about a, we talked about arena once. What does this feature
0: remind you of? The brawl? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't it remind you of tavern brawl a little bit?
0: Yeah, a little bit. There are certain ones where they give you a deck and they just say go. <laughs> Those are the best ones where they just make the deck because I don't like making hearthstone decks. Yeah, no, I get you. So, no, it should be cool. But aside from that, they also gave us some pretty cool improvements in the game with this last update, didn't they?
1: Yeah, so one of them is during a friendly battle, both players' cards are
0: leveled up or down to tournament rules for an even playing field. So I guess the simplest way to put this is that when you do any friendly battle, every single card that is played, whether you're high enough or you're not, is going to be tourney-capped, done. Yes, exactly. And this is probably, like, one of the best features of
1: this new update, considering that, you know, it, it really makes it so that everyone's on, a, on an even playing field. It's really all about skill at that point, and you can really just learn the card. And, you know, you and I, when we used to play games together, um, I mean, obviously we still do, but, like, one of us would typically be ahead of the other. And usually... That person beats the other person a lot and and just kind of drives them into the ground to teach them a lesson on how the cards are actually supposed to be played. So that kind of, that usually dissuaded the other person from wanting to play anymore. So I think that that helps a lot when you're playing with your friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, the best way to put it is that when you play against your friends, you want it to be fair and you want it to be fun, right? Mm -hmm. If you're getting destroyed because of levels, that's not fun and you don't (laughs) learn anything from it, so. This makes the game much more enjoyable, especially for casual players that just kind of want to play a skill a based game, but might not have the cards to do that. Yep, that's a good point. Um, and then another one that we got is a tweak
1: to the last change that they made on emotes, where now there is no longer three dots. Now you fully mute the person when you mute their emotes. Love it. Yeah, this is a fantastic change because you really do know what's going on when someone
0: is just sending you three dots over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I I think they went in the step in the right direction the first time. Everybody knows how we feel about this. We love it. Boom.
1: Yeah, um, and then they also gave us three new achievements, one of which is Friend in Need 2, and I've gotten two out of the three stars so far
0: because I donate like a fiend. So do I. Mm -hmm. Another one is to win a friendly battle, and then the other one is to play in a special challenge.
1: Ah, okay, cool, 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 that makes sense.
0: Well, they did that when they came out with the tournament stuff, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Anything to make the game more enjoyable to play and feel like you can achieve something, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not just playing for trophies. You can play for achievements, which is what people want to do sometimes. Right. Still waiting for Game Center achievements, but I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Um, and then they also made the card requests in your clan every seven hours instead of every eight hours. Yeah. So although a small change, it's... It, everybody's been really happy about it so far because you can get more than three in every
0: 24 hours. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I didn't even know that they did this one. Clan trophy requirements can be set to 4,000. Me either. Uh, maybe we didn't know about it because, like, it doesn't affect us. But, I mean, we would never use this feature, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't because uh, we don't discriminate. Everyone from
1: all levels. Boom. Mm-hmm. This is clearly for pro, uh, pro clans. Agreed. hmm So that pretty much does it for our November balance change and game update Eleven one one balance changes boom mm-hmm. game update boom <laughs> so let's go into our deck spotlight deck spotlight so you got a deck and i got a deck
0: you got a deck and you've got a deck everybody's
1: got a deck, got a deck.
0: <laughs> boom boom so you want me to go first yes sir okay so this week's deck spotlight. Is brought to you by yours truly, <laughs> the Boom Man. Boom. I am going over the deck that I've been using to get me to 3,400 plus trophies. And I've called the deck. Wait for it. Wait for it. The Boom Deck. Of course you did. Boom.
1: <laughs> no, one, no one listening is surprised, Joe. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really thought I was throwing you for a loop here. Nah, you can't throw me for a loop. I'd so, be surprised so this deck- if you
1: didn't put Boom in the name.
0: Right. So, so so, this deck is a 3.3 average elixir cost deck, and it consists of the Minions, the Mega Minion, the Musketeer, the Fireball, the Zap, the Miner, the Skeleton Army, also known as the Skarmy. Yes. And the Hog Rider. Boom. Boom. So how does this deck work? Because it seems very fast. This deck is a Punisher deck. Okay. And the way that I will describe it is you play defensively and then you just absolutely destroy your opponent in slow chip type fashion. Right? Okay.
1: Different than what we're used to.
0: Right. Like in a normal situation, if all of your cards that are attacking get to the tower and you're mm-hmm. using like a sparky giant deck, it it you know, it only takes two hits for everything to die, right? Mm-hmm. Well, with this deck, everything takes a lot of hits to kill the tower. (laughs) So the only time that you absolutely annihilate the tower is if you use like a minor Skarmy combo and everything gets to the tower and they can't defend against it. Um, With this deck, there's a very high skill cap with it. Okay. So you have to be extremely strategic with your placement and use of cards to defend against your opponent's threats. Right. Um. You have to think of creative ways to use your miner and your skeleton army to offset other troops. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to, you know, a lot of your cards die to something like arrows or zap or fireball. So you have to be very strategic with where you place your cards and react differently if you see that they have answers for what you're throwing down. So Um, do you find, do you find yourself playing minor Skarmie a lot in this deck? No, I don't. And the only time that I do that is at the end of the game. If I've caused them to do something silly, like if Mm. I've caused them to react poorly and make them zap my minions. um, Okay. And then I capitalize on that. So this deck is, I, I said it was the Punisher chip deck, but if you can capitalize on a mistake that your opponent makes with this deck, they can't respond. Um, Obviously, there are certain cards that just, you know, completely counter this deck, like a Valkyrie or a Wizard. But if you do face those cards, you have to use your Miner strategically to get them away from your, your troops. Um, y- you have to really, really try your best to save your Miner and maybe your Musketeer to distract cards that are going to absolutely annihilate the damage dealing cards that you have
1: hmm this seems i could see i could
0: see exactly what you're saying with the high skill cap yeah i I can't even tell you like a normal 10 elixir push because i don't have one Mm -hmm. like every single game is super different okay i do know that i use the mega minion and the musketeer to defend i use the minions to defend and i use the 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 minor to distract and tank that's all everything else is just get to the tower and Chip away, chip away, scar me, boom. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't call it the chip away. People are gonna play this deck, and they're gonna think that I'm like losing my mind because, wow, well, be- because it's so skill, like because it's such a high skill cap. It took me about like a, I think honestly I'm not lying, like a hundred games to like master this deck, okay. and before I mastered it, I took a pretty deep fall. I am running basically a Torny capped level deck. Mm-hmm. If you took the average of all my cards, it's about, it's about like a level nine common, right? Okay. And I'm at 30, almost 3450.
1: Like, it, Yeah, that's true. It's clearly working. It's clearly and you working. And were, you weren't near
0: 3400 last time we talked. No, no. Nowhere, I mean, maybe a little bit above 3300, but th- this deck is very good. If you take the time to learn it and you really work on strategic placement of your troops, you will win games. Like I'm playing people that are have level 11 and 12 commons right now. And the only thing that's causing me to lose is the fact that I'm losing because of the, 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 the level of my cards. I'm at a ceiling. But if you're looking for a challenge and a very good, versatile deck, check this one out. It's called the Boom Deck. Boom. Boom. Um, and then we actually
1: made a promise the last episode that we were going to make or find a deck for our good old boy, It's Jimmy Boy. Lucas! So we wound up actually finding a a pretty cool deck, and that we're clearly going to be dubbing this It's Jimmy Boy. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is a 3.6 average elixir cost deck, Um, and it consists of the Fireball, the Archers, Spear Goblins, Barbarians, the Knight, Hog Rider, Tombstone, and the Wizard. So how do you play it? All right. So the way that you play this deck essentially is you are going to be using your tombstone first um, and you're going to be putting it in the middle of your side of the arena. And the purpose obviously is just to distract and, um, you know, keep smaller type units from coming into your base um, and also to help uh, avoid things like the charge on the prince. Um, Once you get back up to 10 elixir, essentially what you want to do is on one side of the arena you're going to wind up dropping your knight on one side of the arena, and then you're going to back that up with your archers. Once your opponent starts defending that particular push, you're going to follow up on the opposite side with the hog rider and the spear goblins. Essentially, you only need to be defending with either your wizard and or your barbarians. Both of those two cards take care of almost every card, I want to say. I mean, maybe not every single card, but the vast majority of cards. Essentially, you're pulling the old uh, the hat trick on your, um, on your opponent, the good old bait and switch. You want to start on one lane, play it, let your opponent defend it, and then hit them up on the other side. So you're technically chipping away on both towers at the same time, but you want to be focusing on... Killing one at a time,
0: not both. Right, but I think one thing to point out is that, like Rob said, when you defend against anything with either your Barbarians or your Wizard, they're obviously going to start attacking on that lane after they finish defending. The key is to not try and attack with other cards on that lane. It's to continue the split push. Boom. Boom, and this deck is
1: specifically rated for arenas 3 through 7, so it should prove very useful uh, in, in those arenas.
0: Yeah, so it's Jimmy Boy, Mr. Lucas, give it a shot, let us know how it goes, and we hope you get out of Arena 6, into Arena 7, and upward, boom. All right, so that pretty much does it for the Deck Spotlight. We also
1: got two iTunes reviews this week, um, um, and the first one is from MUTQ, M-U-T-Q-U. Sounds right. Yeah, MuteQ. and it's a five-star review, and they write, boom, this podcast is seriously awesome. I recommend this to anyone who plays, whether casually or competitively. Very informative and helps my gameplay so much. Thanks for doing this podcast, guys. I
0: love it. What an awesome review. This, I think this is the second one that's mentioned, like, casual and competitive players. I know. Which is super interesting because we are a casual podcast. <laughs> it almost um, sounds like we're evolving and we don't know it. Yeah, maybe we are. Maybe it's like <laughs> a gradual like, change that you don't realize. But yeah. I mean, we can get pretty competitive in this game. But you know, we, we try to be as casual as we can be. But um, you know, MudQ, thank you so much for the kind words. We, we truly appreciate it. Boom. Indeed we do. Um, and then the next
1: uh, review that we got is from Cameron Solu, who writes, One word, boom. Joe and Rob produce hands down the best podcast in the Clash Royale scene. They're funny, informative, and family friendly coming at you every week with educated tips and tricks on how to claw your way up the Clash Royale ranks. Been listening since day one and don't ever plan on stopping. On top of this cast, they foster the best in-game community as well. I'm a member of Clash Royale 2 and have only gotten better with my strategies because of it. Keep up the good work, guys.
0: Boom. Are you, are you floored? Are you flabbergasted? I don't even know. I don't even... I'm speechless. I feel like when you were reading that, like I, I almost started to get a little teared up. Did you want to cry a little bit? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> like it was, it's, to be honest with you, like it's, it's, we try very hard and like we, we put a lot of effort into this, you know, like we really try our best. Yeah. It's so nice to like hear such kind words from people that like appreciate what we do and, and it, but not only that, like it actually helps them and they get enjoyment out of it. And I'm just so, so happy to hear that.
1: Yeah, me too. And you know what? Honestly, it's one thing for us to come on this show every single week and talk about our community because you know we could be biased, um, we could have total goggles on when it comes to who we're playing with and who we're talking to. But to hear it from not only an outsider but from someone who is in the community talking about everyone else in the community, it's really awesome to know that we're not just making it up. We 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 really did foster some cool people to come together and just talk clash have a good time and i've always said this to you i'm not sure if i said it on the show before but it's like a little ray of light in a in a rainstorm
0: yep no i i completely agree and to be honest with you when i first read the review that was the piece of it that struck me the most was mm-hmm. the fostering a community because we've from the very very first episode we've ever done we said the main reason that we want to do the episode or the the, the main reason that we want to do the podcast is to Build a community of players with us that love to play the game, are fun, friendly, and just want to learn and grow together. Boom. Triple boom, dude. And
1: speaking of um, having a really good community, we actually wound up getting two patrons this week.
0: Two new patrons!
1: hmm And the first of which is Ian Grunk. And I hope I'm saying that right. Hopefully it's not grunky. Either grunky or grunk, but boom. And then the second one that we got is from our very own Cameron Solu. So not only did we get a review from Cameron, but we also got supported. So for both Ian and Cameron, thank you both so much. It means the world to us that you would donate um, any amount of money, first of all, Um, but to take your hard-earned money and give it to us to help us support the show and make sure that we continue to give you the content that, you know, you want to listen to, but also you deserve. um, We truly appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Couldn't have said it better. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so no PayPal sponsorships this week. Uh, but if you would like to sponsor a tourney, please, uh, go to the website and click the donate button. Um, or you can do it in the show notes as well.
0: That's right. So that pretty much does it, man. That that's it. Knocked it it. out of the ballpark. Like the world series going on. Boom, boom, boom. You again with the dabbing. Can't help it. Yes, you can. You're right.
1: So if there's really nothing else to talk about, I mean, you're going to be going away on vacation, honeymoon, whatever, pineapple picking, doing whatever you need to do over there. I'm going to be fending off uh, listener emails while you're gone.
0: Boom. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so be kind, gentle people who are going to send me emails. I, am, I only have two hands. It's better than having three hands. Is it? I think so. <laughs> Wouldn't life absolutely be better if you had more than two hands?
0: I'm not sure. Hmm.
1: A question for the, for, the, for the ages, I think. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you would like to join our clan, as always, uh, feel free to send us an invite in the game. And in the invitation, please write the word podcast so we know that you came from here.
0: That's right. And if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at podcast Royale. And if you would like to leave
1: us feedback or a comment or a question, send us an email
0: at feedback at CastRoyalePodcast.com. And if you have any, any constructive criticism, or if you'd like to let us know that you love the show, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. As we say all the time, it is the number one way that we can reach more people. Boom. Um, and then also, uh, if you would like to join our Discord, the link is in the show notes. As
1: well, if you would like to also become a patron supporter, the link is com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And the link is also in the show
0: notes. And as always, we still have our survey up and running strong. Take a couple of minutes, fill it out, help us tailor the show to better fit you. Boom. Boom.
1: Nailed it. And until next time. After our one-week break, and Joe is very burnt because of his Irish skin, and he has tons of pineapples from his freshly picked pineapple trees. Boom. We'll see you next time. For a
0: hodgepodge of pineapple everything! For a hodgepodge of pineapple boom! Bye. Bye.